0: The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome Raider Nation to the Raider Nation podcast. I am your host, Raider Greg, and I just cannot believe, neither can you, our last game against the Rats. (laughs) That was just epic. I have a lot to say about it here on show 6 Eleven. All right, brother Nation. on today's show, we will have a very deep <laughs> and let's hope funny look at the last game we had against the Patriots and Bill, do your job. Patriots. I just can't believe it. Uh, No one else can either. We certainly will enlighten all the fans on the details of this game. Our next contest, of course, will be against the Steelers. A long, bitter rival and an anniversary that really no one wants to remember. Uh, The Immaculate Reception uh, which was, of course, followed by this last game of the Immaculate Interception. I just love it that the bone line should wrap it up I just can't believe this game
1: Patriots come in at seven and six after starting the season one and three New England won the toss They defer. Amir Abdullah back deep for the Raiders. We are underway
0: in Las Vegas. Well, you know, I was looking forward to this. I'm sure most fans were because I always hate the Patriots, hate playing them, love to beat them no matter when we play them. Nothing like playing them at home. And it's been the master student uh, for this contest every time. Now, we all remember the fumble because it was a fumble. And the funniest thing of all time is that the fans know it was a fumble, and it has been a constant pain in the arse for every Raider fan that talks to a Patriot fan. There's always a little giggle by the red, white, and blue fan, without a doubt. Ready out of the shotgun
2: again. Three receivers right, one left. As yes, to was left out of the gun. First and ten. Woodson showing blitz. Woodson comes. Here he is bearing down. on Brady oh, calls ball, the ball, football. Ball. Beaker dives on the ball. The Raiders have the ball. The Raiders take over as Charles Woodson came on a corner blitz. And he rocked his former Michigan teammate. The guy who lockered only two stalls away from him in Ann Arbor. And knocked the ball away. And Greg Beaker dives on it. And the Raiders take over at midfield. The Patriots are out of timeouts. The Raiders are 143 away from going back
0: to the AFC championship game. Let's set the stage here at Legion Stadium, which was absolutely packed with rats. (laughs) They were a bunch of Patriot fans there. They were sure That they were going to win this game. And if you look into the stands. Or talking to anybody that went there. They were obnoxious. They were rude. They were cocky. And there are many videos showing these aspects. Of these jerks. Literally. I don't like to say it. But I call it as I see it. And the Patriot fan was just. Over the top obnoxious. And why not? It's the Raiders. Watching this game, of course, I was thinking we were ahead at the half, but I was not confident, as I have not been most of the season, when the Raiders have gone into the third quarter with a double-digit lead, and not to be disappointed because the Patriots' defense shut us down, punt, 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 and punt again, and the Raiders looked like we were going to give it on up Yet again. And then Stevenson, of course, runs it in for the tying touchdown. The scores, well, actually, it wasn't. They were one point down, and they got a two-point conversion. It looked like the easiest play in history. Uh, don't get me started about this defense of ours, because, again, it has let us down. Except, <laughs> except, The last play of the game. And, you know, we have to look at this in detail in the last waning moments. Now, if we would have lost this game, it would have been the fifth game this season. The Raiders would have blown a two-point, I mean, double-digit lead. We would have been the worst team in the NFL in this statistic. And it looked to be (laughs) the case. With two minutes and 11 seconds and no timeout, Hollins kept dropping the ball. I mean, Mac Hollins dropped it, I mean, three or four times. It looked bleak until he finally caught the ball on a sideline pass, two of them actually, to get us in a position for Cole to score a touchdown from Carr that all the Patriot fans thought was out of bounds the second foot looked like it had touched the white line uh, from the sky view from every angle it looked like his second foot did not stay in bounds and i was sure as every one of you was absolutely positive that this was going to get turned over and here we go again but if you look at the film There is a referee standing feet away from this call. He was looking exactly in the place that you had to look. That's why he called it a touchdown. That's why it stood because it was a touchdown. And his foot just, I mean, just was in bounds. That was our touchdown um, I don't care what the Patriot fan says Because I never do anyway That was a touchdown
2: Here they trail 24-17 With 37 seconds to go On the ball on the Patriots 30 Snap to Cole, looking left Lobs towards the far end zone Over the shoulder, it's caught by Cole Touchdown winners Back Paul on Keelan Cole With the catch of his life And the Raiders are an extra point away from tying this game with 32 seconds to go. They
0: reviewed it. He toe tepped it. He got it in. 30-yard touchdown catch. Keelan Cole from Derek Carr with 32 seconds left. Daniel Carlson,
2: extra point was good. Capping off a nine-play, 81-yard drive in 139.
0: And let me tell you for sure, because you guys have been fans long enough, to know that if there was any doubt That that line judge right there, that the back judge by the the goal line, he saw everything, his eagle eye was looking directly at that foot, and he's the one who called the TD, and it was held up. Of course, everybody had to lose a few minutes of their life (laughs) while it was being um, pondered, and usually that doesn't go in our favor, but... In this case, the Raiders get the TD. It is a tie game, thinking we might make it into overtime if we don't have any complete collapses. Now, before this, the Raiders had 51 total yards in the second half. How could this team, with these receivers and this running back, have only 51 yards? It is baffling to me that we choked and Derek Carr did not play his best game. But you know what? The best game of the season for me was this game right here. You couldn't ask for more justice. You could not ask for more redemption. You could not ask for a bigger screw-up From the hoodie, yes, and him and his do-your-job and the team that always did it right and never made mistakes, (laughs) hands the ball off to Stevenson. All he had to do was sit down, but he was making some pretty good um, yardage. He was all the way up to the 30, 31-yard line. He was on his way, and then he got corralled by Raiders. And for some reason, don't ask me what it is, I'll never know. Maybe it'll come out in his memoirs sometime. Maybe it'll come down in the news. Who knows? But he laterals the ball to Jacoby Myers, who incidentally is a star, superstar player for the Rats, the Patriots superstar guy who knows all the things and the little nuances of his position, a good player, a great player, a pro bowl player, who then, for some reason, I don't know what it was. Maybe it was the bug. Maybe it was, who knows, the lapse of (laughs) conversation. The lapse of concentration that he will never ever in the rest of his life be able to live down was trying to lateral the ball back to Mac Jones. Nobody knows why. I don't know why. Why would you do that? Mac Jones is no athlete. He's nobody that's going to run 60 yards for a touchdown against the defenses waiting for him. I mean, we were in perfect position to put the kibashi on that play. However, (laughs) We find out Jacoby Myers is not a quarterback. He is nowhere near a quarterback because he threw the football, of course, as you all know, directly to Chandler Jones, who incidentally was looking at this play and <laughs> looking at the ball coming his way. And I'm sure he was saying, what, what is this? What is this? He catches the ball only to quickly turn around and stiff-arm Mac Jones so his children and his children's children's children feel that straight arm. And it is an epic run from then all the way to the goal line, ending the Patriots game, perhaps their season, but more than that, and I mean More than that, reversing a curse that has been upon every Raider fan since the snowball, since Woodson strips the ball from Tom Brady, you know, some horse baloney call, the tuck rule that we have never been able to get over, that's why we all hate the Patriots, That game, that rule, that play has been the kind of uh, bantering between Raider fan and Patriots fan since that very time until this day. Now, from now on until eternity, the Patriot fan will have to hear about the (laughs) the lateral to Chandler Jones. The touchdown and loss to the Las Vegas Raiders there at home forever. Forever. Raider Nation, you never have to listen to a Patriot fan again as long as you live. Just say Jacoby Myers. Just say Jacoby Myers. End of conversation. They can talk about cheating. They can talk about it wasn't a touchdown. They can talk about a lot of stuff, but they what they can't talk about anymore is the fumble. <laughs> they can talk about everything except that because this was a bumble and will go down in history as one of the worst plays ever made by any professional football team in history.
3: every flash bulb memory football play has a nickname to it as a matter of fact the last time apparently a fumble recovery for a touchdown with no time left or towards the end of a game a walk-off fumble recovery for a touchdown occurred was uh the holy roller i believe that late in the game right and as you know they they um they since changed the the ruling that mm-hmm. the person who fumbles, it has to be the one to recover it in right. the late throws of a game, so nobody just purposely rolls the ball forward into the end zone, right? They changed the rule off of that.
4: A forward fumble.
3: Right, forward fumble. Right. And this one technically was a fumble recovery because right. it was pitched back or thrown back. Nice throw by Jacoby Myers, by the way. I'm sure you wish he was a little inaccurate with the throw.
0: I think he played quarterback growing
3: up. So you want to call this the Hail Moron play? That's what you'd like to call it? <laughs> the Hail Moron? I do want to call it. It's that kind the Hail of, Moron. you know, I, it's a little it's, harsh. Uh, it is harsh because Jacoby Myers it's is truly harsh. one of the more brilliant. This is the crazy thing, man. The Patriots, in the 19 years I've been with NFL Network, and obviously that was, we we came on the year the year the Patriots won their second with Belichick and Brady. So this is not going on on a very long limb here. But by far and away, the most situationally brilliant and aware team I've seen in the NFL, maybe in any sport where situational awareness is a hallmark of a successful team. Honestly. Give me that. Ball rolls around on the ground. Bunch of defenders just stroll away from it. Not the Patriots. They jump on it. Teams reach for the pylon as they're trying to score and fumble it through the end zone. You know, that's my big pet peeve. Not the Patriots. They're coached not to do that. We even saw uh, the kid Harris, their their rookie, didn't reach for the goal line when he scored um, in Arizona Mm -hmm. because they're taught don't reach the ball out because you can fumble it. And of all teams who execute what is preached and practice, obviously, what is preached, but then execute it to a T. It's the New England Patriots. Period. End of story. Belichick boils everything down to the moment. Better than anybody else, and this team executes it better than anyone else, the fact that Belichick has coached a team that will own the most boneheaded situational football play maybe in the history of the game. I I, I know we, we live week to week in this league and it's overreaction this and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But name me a more boneheaded play. Like why are they pitching the ball around like they're down when it's tied? What are they doing? What were they thinking? This wasn't coached. I can't imagine. Ramondre Stevenson found the wrong guy who made the wrong throw. And normally, he's the guy that leads the way in playing heads up. I can't believe it. So the Patriot fans, and this is the best part of
0: all, the best part of all is there were so many of them in the house. There were so many of them in our house that were sure that the Raiders were going to lose this game. They were giddy. They were laughing. They were They were being so loud, a crowd, and obnoxious. I mean, in our house. And if you were there, you know exactly what I'm talking about. (laughs) You could see it on TV. It was amazing. And after they thought that they were going to win this game, they were so giddy. And the faces that they had when Chandler Jones ran into the end zone Were classic. I wish I could get a collage of pictures of Patriot fans at this game watching Chandler Jones run into the end zone. There are several photos of players with their mouths wide open. Wide open. They just played 60 minutes of football. They played hard. They played to win. And then... (laughs) The most boneheaded play by the grumpiest hoodie guy, Bill Belichick, who mumbles his way through press conferences. All he could say was, you have to look at situationally.
3: And that leads to today's Bill Belichick press conference moment.
4: Today's Bill Belichick press conference moment.
3: Well, we prefer to win.
4: We talked a lot over the years on situational football. I know how much you value it, and, and just seeing some
5: of the mistakes that the team is making in that area. I was curious, what, what's your level of concern just that the coaching message um, isn't, there's a disconnected, like that it's not getting through to the players to produce the results that you guys want in those
2: situations?
6: Yeah, it's the first thing I said after the game yesterday so we have to play better situational football. Playing coach, better situational football.
7: And and what what can you do to to make that happen? I guess work on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and everybody, Rich Eisen, Jim Rome,
4: you name it. What an absolutely incredible weekend in the NFL. There was chaos. There were all-time comebacks. We had the Bills Mafia firing off snowballs at the Dolphins. We had enormous divisional matchups. We had a ton of overtime. Seriously, one of the best two-day stretches of pro football that I could ever remember. But, but, I cannot stop thinking about nor watching and re-watching and laughing my ass off at one single play. And I think you know the play I'm talking about. Hoodman definitely knows the play that I'm talking about. It's the play that he will be seeing in his nightmares for the rest of his entire life. It is the only play I want to think about for the rest of my entire life. I mean, holy crap, Hoodman. How could this happen on your watch, goat? I would call that ending a disaster. Disaster is nowhere near the right word for that meltdown. But then again, there are no words that can properly describe that meltdown. What I do know is this, though. What I do know is for sure I have never seen an ending like that in my life. The greatest coach of all time... Just turned a halfback draw to kill the last three seconds of regulation into the single worst play in the history of the NFL. I mean, think about it. There have been some bad plays, some bad moments. The butt fumble, the miracle at the Meadowlands, Romo's drop PAT. But none of that comes anywhere remotely near to what the hell happened in Vegas yesterday. This is not just the worst play ever. It is the worst play ever by a mile. It is the worst play ever, and there's not even a second worst play. It was also somehow both the worst play in NFL history and the greatest play in NFL history because it is the funniest play in (laughs) NFL history. That will never stop being hilarious. Every single thing about that play is perfect. First, Ramondre Stevenson deciding to pitch the ball for no reason. That was the first, uh oh. That was the first, what are we doing here? The hell was he thinking trying to keep that play alive? My guy, there is situational awareness, and then there's knowing what the bleeping score is or not. I mean, you did know the score was tied, right? Because the only reason to start yakety-saxing is when it's the last play of the game and you're trailing. There is situational awareness, and then there's making one of the dumbest decisions ever, which is what that was. Notice I said one of the dumbest decisions ever. Because the single dumbest decision ever goes to receiver turned wannabe QB1, Jacoby Myers. Because my man single handedly ended the last GOAT conversation that we're ever going to have with one single catastrophic decision. Jacoby Myers is your GOAT. Never mind putting him into the Hall of Fame for that, they should. But they should create his own Hall of Fame, the Jacoby Myers Hall of Fame. It has only one inductee, and every single year, they keep re-inducting him into his own Hall of Fame. And every single year, he can get up there and give his own acceptance speech. How awesome is that idea? Because how awesome was that play? That's how hilarious that play was. This freaking dude, Jacoby, my man. I hate to pile on. No, I don't. My man, you are my favorite human being ever. Instead of him thinking, hey, Ramondre, the hell are you doing flipping the ball to me and just going down and getting ready for OT after that lateral, Jacoby the Goat thinks, man, I can really spin it, yo. And now the world is going to see it. Now the world's going to find out. Bleep O.T., we can win it right here. If anyone knows anything about me, they know I'm a legend when it comes to extending plays. And then dude promptly splits Chandler Jones' numbers. I'm not even lying. I watched that play 100 times last night, and I could not stop laughing. And every single time I watched it, it was funnier than the last time. And by the way, was Mac Jones thinking that he was going to save the day by making a game-saving and career-saving tackle for Jacoby Myers on Chandler Jones, only to have Jones stiff-arm him right into the center of the earth? Let's not sleep on that. That is an amazing moment in that play. I appreciate Mac owning it. I appreciate Max saying that it's on him for not making that tackle, but there was no way in hell he was going to knock Chandler Jones to the ground. And the fact that Jones caught him with that stiff arm, like like he was me or something, makes it even more hilarious. Has there ever been a more demeaning, disrespectful, get-the-hell-off-me moment than that? The game and probably their playoff berth were hanging in the balance, And Chandler Jones just put Mack into the ground. I don't think I will ever be able to stop watching this play. I'm having a hard time sitting here and doing this show. Like, I just want to go back in my office and watch that play on a loop for three more hours. I'm not sure the NFL can ever get any better than this. It was that dumb and that awesome and that hilarious. Hey, listen, Patriot fan, don't be looking to come at me. I'm not the problem here. I want to be honest about one more thing. Prior to seeing this, the phrase that I was starting to hate more than any other phrase in the NFL, this notion of situational awareness. Have you noticed, fellow gamblers, how much money situational awareness is costing us? Situational awareness. You know, when players... Like slide before the goal line or go out of bounds before putting points on the board that we need to win our bets because of quote situational awareness. I'm starting to hate that phrase until this game, and now I love it again because they had none, my man. And I like Ramondre, and that was a nice run. But dude, how do you not just stay down? There are three seconds left. You're getting to overtime. The hell were you thinking? These two combined for the dumbest most humiliating sequence that we have ever seen on a football field. But again, at least they stood in front of reporters and they handled it like pros. Not that he had any choice but respect. He's like, no, that was not a called play. I was just trying to be a hero. Oh, dude, you are a hero. My man, you're my hero. If you were trying to be a hero, you succeeded. You are my hero. I didn't see the man. What, did they disguise their coverage? Did you not see Chandler Jones back there? So no, as much as I wanted that to be a play call so badly, of course that was not a play call. But you know what? Even though that was not a call by the staff, that's still on the coaching staff. I mean, how is it that a team coached by the alleged greatest coach ever has the worst situational awareness ever? Tell me how that works. Tell me how that works and then tell me And then tell Josh McDaniels how his ass tastes. Tell me how my ass tastes. But of course, no better explanation was going to come from anybody other than the hood himself. And man, I love that it was Josh McDaniels who got over like that. Even though the Raiders did their best to choke away a fifth double-digit lead. A record. My guy Josh gets over. But, but, but. We needed to go to the ultimate source and authority, the Hood, to find out exactly what the hell happened. How could that happen under his watch? We're lucky this dude even opened up his mouth wide enough to even make a single sound at the podium. If you thought maybe an all-time mumble was coming from the mumbler after that one, then you thought right. You nailed it. like a mistake. Your way to own it, Hood. Thanks for clearing that up, Hood. Add that to your Hall of Fame plaque, Hood. Dumbest play in league history occurred on my watch by my team. Not only cost us a game, but maybe a trip to the postseason. And it was against my longtime assistant that helped me win all those rings in the first place. Hood. Everything about that play is amazing. Which is why it's both the best and worst play ever. And why I can't stop thinking about it why I can't stop talking about it, why I can't stop laughing at it. It's why after an amazing weekend of pro football, I just spent an entire opening segment on one single play. Because it's one play that we'll all be talking about and laughing our asses off at for the rest of our lives.
0: Now, in a a weekend, a Saturday and Sunday playoff weekend with all kinds of great games... The Vikings came back from 33 down. A miracle, truly. The Cowboys lost in great fashion. I mean, there were some Tom Brady lost. I mean, there were some great games, amazing comebacks. But of all that, of all that that happened, the, the single most talked about event in this playoff weekend was Bill Belichick's team, absolutely laying the golden egg that will continue to give to Belichick and his resume for the rest of his life. And Jacoby, man, he should get an award. He should get some type. There's got to be an NFL prize for the biggest bonehead award. If there isn't, someone should make one. The Flying Duck Award. (laughs) <laughs> whatever it may be. But Jacoby Myers, he has to own this one. All he had to do was stop. All he had to do was run out of bounds. All he had to do was lay down. And they were going into overtime. And then who knows what's going to happen. But for some reason, who knows, this play here, which I hold near and dear to my heart, Because from now on and throughout history, not only me, but every Raider fan in the world, when confronted by the Patriot fan, has nothing to say but Jacoby Myers (laughs) or Chandler Jones. You could use pick, take your pick.
2: They hand it off to Stevenson to the 40 breaks a tackle to the 30, tries to pitch it back to Myers. Myers throws it back to Chandler Jones, who runs to the 30, 20, 10, 5, and wins the game. What the In my life. How do you do that? Fire Belichick, fire Patricia, fire everybody. Everybody. How do you do that? Myers fire cut. Mac for not making the tackle. Cut. Stevenson for pitching it. Cut. Chandler Jones Hall of Fame. Fuck! What was that?
0: But it is embarrassing for them. It is so, so, so epic. And I am so, so happy for our team. The best win I can remember. Um, The best way to win I can remember And whatever happened this season, I got to say this was the best game I can remember in a very long time just because of this play and what it did and what it looked like and how it made our players feel. And the biggest thing I wish I'd have been there just to see their fans traveling out being heckled by the Raider Nation, what a game. Great job, Raiders. I mean, I thought we were going down to Ball of Flames. I think we all did. And boy, oh boy, what a redempting play. Good job, Tanner Jones. Great straight arm right into Mac Jones' face. Uh, the precious picture of Mac Jones sitting on his rear end, holding his ankles, about to cry and uh well i just can't even say any more about it other than i am just overjoyed by that performance that particular play it just doesn't get it any better than that and uh well that is all i have to say about that
2: Charge! we're from fifth town with the great football team. We cheer the Pittsburgh Steelers.
6: Tomlin's our hero. We're still number one. Go out and get the Steelers. Big Ben, Heath, Miller, Santonio, and Ward. We love you, Pittsburgh Steelers. It's been many years in coming. Just keep that Steelers Machinery.
0: Alright, Ritter Nation. <laughs> I still can't get over this. Okay, Saturday, December 24th, Christmas Eve. I love these games. I used to have such a good time with my family going to these games in Oakland it was a was a blast. But this year at five fifteen um, Pacific Standard Time, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Welcome, the Las Vegas Raiders, to AccuSure Stadium. Um, boy, oh boy, on a Saturday game, we're going back to the Steel House uh, to play the Steelers in their house, and uh, boy, what a game. I'm sure you've heard that millions of times, because I've heard it a million times, it is the anniversary of... Of the uh Immaculate deception yeah i don't I don't really know much about that play other than it was a a bunch of baloney if you know what I'm saying <laughs> uh we had that game until that epic Tatum ricochet um but long story short, let's not go too much into it. They were our nemesis for many seasons uh in the playoffs. For sure, a great rivalry throughout the years, uh, the Raiders and Steelers, for sure. Uh, two gutsy, uh, brutal teams used to play it, lean it all out on the line, blood and guts every game. There's one thing I can say about the Pittsburgh Steelers of today, and that's uh, Mike Tomlin. What a quality coach. What a guy you can listen to in a post- or a pregame um speech. He is right to the business. Uh, He is no nonsense. And he tells it like it is. I love that about this coach. And he is the winningest coach so far. Um, I don't think they've had a losing season in I don't even know how many games, how many years since he's been there, I don't think. Yeah, I think he has not had a losing season. And this game is that important because this is uh, on the cusp Of winning and losing this particular season. Now, this team is awesome. They got some great players. They got a rookie quarterback, Kenny Pickett, who is coming back from uh, concussion, but he is no nonsense. They also have Mitz Trubisky, who fits in the system, he plays within the system. Uh, Deontay Johnson as a wide receiver, Uh, nobody to mess with. And Najee Harris is a running back that can uh make you hurt he can hurt you and they'll be running from the left side of the line because that is their beast line that's their offensive part of the line that blows other teams up uh george pickens also is a right receiver um can't say enough about this offense it can do some damage um especially if their rookie ride right receiver. i mean the rookie quarterback gets in rhythm He's still learning the game. However, he's got a great staff, a great environment, and a great coach. Let's look at the defense of Cameron Hayward. He is no joke. And Larry Ogunjobi is also a brutal, brutal player. The Pittsburgh defense has always been very formidable, and T.J. Watt does not let anybody down. Uh, Their linebackers are very, very good. They're quick to the ball and their safeties. Terrell Edmonds is a monster on the run game and we're going to have a hard time uh, running this football. Uh, The the Steelers are are here to to play for the business. This is a no-nonsense team and a no-nonsense fan base who truly, truly take the immaculate reception as um, a mile mark in the team history. Just like we have history, this is part of their history and our history as an opponent. There have been some epic battles against Pittsburgh, and if you're a Raider fan, you should know about them. And if you don't, educate yourself. Um, this is a great team, uh, not to be fooled with. They're not uh, a team on the down. Uh, they always have a chance to win with just coaching staff and coach. Um, trust me, this will be One of our toughest games in weather. Now, we haven't seen a lot of weather. The Raiders this season so far have not gone into any snow games, which this could certainly turn out to be. Also, a freezing cold game, being it later in the afternoon on the East Coast, with all the winter storms that have been blowing through, this is going to be a cold, cold game. And I hope the Raiders get there and acclimate themselves before they have to play this contest because boy, the weather is going to play a big part of this game. Both the Raiders and the Steelers are 6-8, and eight, um, which leads to another you know, possibility of flipping the coin to see who wins. This is their house, their environment, their weather. We have to be prepared for this game because it's going to be brutal. Now, Franco Harris, which was the, I guess, the hero of the Immaculate Reception, has been a big part of the Steelers organization for many, many years. He's a gold jacket wearer. He's a quality man, a a good football player, but a great person. And uh, he is inspirational for this team. I think this coach and the Steelers have always been a tough, tough team, tough team to, to beat. Uh, They have not done the best this season. Uh, They're losing to uh, better teams by small amounts, very much like us. We have a kind of a mirrored schedule. Um, They've only lost one big game, and that was against the Eagles, which probably will be going to the Super Bowl. Uh, So this is going to be a tough contest for us. I think we're going to have a very hard time this day. I expect to throw the ball. I expect Derek Carr to get that ball out. I expect Devontae Adams and our receiving core to stop dropping the football because that is where I think we can beat the Steelers is through the air. I think that's where their only weak spot is on their team. I know the run defense is pretty good. Uh, not, you know, We're going to have to run against them as well, but I think our key to winning will be in the passing game uh, we got to protect Derek Carr and keep this mauling defense off of him, get the ball out quickly, and get move that ball down the field. The weather's going to be a definite hard one for this team since they're a dome team. I hate to say that, but it's true. We are a dome team, and that's just the way it is. Um, but uh, I expect this to be a tough contest. I can't even say who's going to win. I say we have a chance. The Steelers are not playing. They need this win to keep their winning seasons going for this coach, and they will play out of their minds to protect their coach because they love him. Um, Unlike our coach, need I say more. This will be a great game to watch, a Merry Christmas game to say the least. And, uh, well, I look forward to this contest because, like I said, Tomlin, man, if he ever left the Steelers, I doubt if it will ever happen. I would just love for him to be our coach. We would certainly not suffer the losses and the buffoonery we have had uh, in this organization if we had a man like that at the helm. That I can guarantee you. I look forward to a big contest. I cannot tell you who's going to win, but we better play our best in order to beat this team. That's a fact, and that's all I have to say about that. All right, let's get to the bowline, one 800 7181 1-800-620-7181, let's do it. And our first caller is Raider Sam out of Southern California. What's going on, my sunshine brother?
5: What up, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation, it's Raider Sam of SoCal. Uh, I didn't call in time to catch the last show, show, so my call will probably be a little irrelevant now. But, damn, man, where do I even start? You know, another typical Raider meltdown, letdown, bro. You know, we always break records for the wrong reasons, to make the other team or a certain player or even a certain coach look incredible while we look incredibly like crap. You know, I mean, man, it's so hard to be a Raider fan sometimes. This is the type of shit I mean when I say the Raiders have taken 10 or more years of my life away. You know, not from watching that long, because I've been watching Raider games a lot longer than that, but it's because I'll probably die 10 years sooner than I should just from all the heartache and pain I've suffered all these years, man. You know, I love the Raiders, but, you know, I hate the Raiders too. You know, like, we we can never have good things, can we? You know, I, I swear, I don't know if it's bad luck or just the Raiders' curse at times, but, man, to lose again to the Lambs and to lose that way again, it's just a sickening loss, man. I mean, seriously, these are sick-ass losses, bro. To lose the Baker Mayfield, who just got off the plane, he's introducing him to himself to everyone in the huddle. I mean, damn. And I'm from the L.A. area, too, man. And I swear, I'm really sick of the Lambs and all the Who's House bullshit chant they got. And, you know, them winning it all last year hurt, too, man. Because, you know, the Raiders were the only team to bring a Super Bowl to L.A., even though it was years ago. I mean, they still held that. But... What are you going to do, you know? Um, Al Michaels, he still hates the Raiders. You could tell every time that dude does a Raider game, he hates them. It's, it's so obvious, at least to me it is. Um, you know, but, hey, we all know what happened. You know, they hurt us. Carthorne throwing to pick in the end zone. You know, we didn't get no points out of it. You know, the feral cat, like you say, he killed us with that penalty, man. They were going to punt us the ball. We would have the ball with two minutes left to milk the clock, get that dub. You know, Tillerman killed us with that, you know, When we got that sack we needed, the clock was running. They had no timeouts. And, man, and, yeah, Crosby's being held on every freaking play. And, hey, you know how I feel about the rest. You know, we got to play them and the other team. And, you know, and what the hell's up with Darren Waller? I mean, if he dropped the music video before that, then fine. But if he dropped that after the way they just lost, then that's some weirdo-ass shit, bro. Like, I mean, what's really going on? I mean, we could sure use your help all damn year, man. But, hey, it's still just win, baby, with me. I'm still rooting for my team. That's the way I roll. You know, until they're mathematically out of it, I don't care. I'll scoreboard-wise. I will scoreboard watch. i do not care. Crazier things have happened before. Yeah, they need some help. Um, but, you know, a couple things have already happened. Yeah, they got to win out, but you never know. So, hey, let's beat the Cheatriots or the Patriots, like you say, and go Raiders.
0: First off, thanks for the call. It's never too late. The call on this show trust me um yeah that was a, a brutal loss dude you know I said it we all saw it a Baker mayfield how pathetic once again our coaching falls apart once again our defense lays down um you know and it's not Waller's fault I mean he's trying to get back uh i I think we're all on the same page. We all understand the coaching in this team is lame. It's still lame. It's going to be lame till it leaves. I don't see a lot of improvement uh, from the staff, especially from the defensive side of the ball or the offense. So, yeah, you know what? A lot of things in this game. The referees, don't get me started. And, uh, well, we blew it it up on ourselves, of course. What are you going to do? And then Baker Mayfield this week looks just like Baker Mayfield against another team. You know, I I don't even understand the new lows. And L.A. will always be a Raider team, Raider City. I don't care who's there. The Rams can be there for the next decade. They won a Super Bowl, so what? The Raider Nation is still in the house. They still show up. I think they're always going to show up because that's going to be Raider Nation. I don't think you're going to turn a Raider fan into a Ram fan anytime soon. I appreciate the call. I understand the frustration. Hey, man, but we got to just keep rolling (laughs) with our team, Uh, irregardless, because right now we all know that uh, we're on uneven ground. Appreciate the call, brother. And our next caller is Raider Mystic from the Northwest, not the Northwest, but the uh, Bend, Oregon, Raider Nation uh born a great club Uh, that's a a great club for the raiders great representation of the raider nation they get out in the community they do a lot of good stuff man That's a great bunch of people Uh, raider mystic also throws down some final that's me i'm old so i say final or tracks or whatever you want to (laughs) say he's got some great stuff out there on youtube and video Uh, Check them out. What's happening, brother?
7: What's up, guys? It's Raider Mystic. I'm still out here. I'm still out here. I'm still out here. And, yeah, we just had an awesome time in Bend with our Raider Club, Bend, Oregon Raider Nation. We won The Bend, Oregon Christmas Parade with the best float. We also had Otis Sistrunk join us for three straight days. What an awesome time. Lots of great memories with a whole pack of Raider fans. Man, I'm really excited. So I just launched my own radio show. And I would like to give kudos to Raider Greg and Raider Randy for being inspiration. Also my show is called one on one with Raider mystic mystic kick kick kick. And it's kind of like the idea of like the ESPN earlier shows where you just have like one guest, one cup of coffee and talk about sports. So, you can check me out, kpov.org is the website. You can listen to past shows, kpov.org. It's the one called One on One with Raider Mystic. Uh, my first couple of episodes, I had Otis Sistrunk because he was around, and uh, looking forward to the future of my radio career, or just having fun. But you know what we do? We get deep into it, and uh, we love to uh, communicate and chat about our favorite team and sports in general. So I'm out here, you're out there. Let's keep it going. Let's beat those Patriots. Man, I would love to beat the Patriots. And but but for the best Christmas present would would be beating the Squealers in Shittsburgh on Christmas Eve, right before Santa shoots down the chute. All right, y'all. Happy holidays, and go Raiders.
0: Well, you heard the man. Check him out on his channel, his radio station. I'm sure it'll be interesting. And, of course, we always promote Raider fans and whatever they got going on because, well, because they're Raider fans. He's been a good fan for many years, and I'm telling you, The Bend, Oregon Raider Nation is solid as a rock, man. So, uh, great job for winning the float. I wish I could see it. You should put up some photos on Facebook for everybody so they can see that victory float. I'm sure it was awesome, bro. Thanks for the call. And our next caller of my very good brother, a great Raider fan, smart guy. Um, Tried to call in a couple times before, but I think he might have had a little bit Too much, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, I love this fan. What's happening, my brother from Tucson, Raider Malik?
6: Hello, Raider Greg, Raider Randy. This is Raider Malik from Tucson. Uh, That's the only word I have for that loss, man. I mean, no Aaron Donald. Things were looking great. First half again, it's a, it's a tale of two, two hats. They come out, you know, they're calling plays that I really haven't seen. You know, they're they're doing flea flickers and you know in reverses and and calling some really tricky plays which I've been asking for for years. So I was really happy about that. They came out, you know, they they put their foot down to the pedal, act like they needed to score. And they got some points on the board. That was a big miss from Carlson. It was a tough kick, but, you know, uh, it just didn't go through. But what I saw immediately, right before the half, I was telling my wife, this is the problem. They have a chance here to put a team away and really step on somebody's throat, and they just keep missing opportunities. They get close to the end zone or they get near the red zone and they fumble, screw up plays. You know, it's just it's the same old, same old, man. And uh, Derek Carr was pitiful. I'm sorry, I'm a big Carr fan. I've always tried to support him. I understand he's been around a long time with a lot of different coaches. I get that, but that QBR was horrific. He got outplayed by nobody. And it was kind of embarrassing. And that play that, you know, he threw that interception in the end zone. When he threw that pass, you know, that's what he does sometimes is he'll, he won't set his feet, he throws the ball and it looks kind of awkward. been getting away with it, not that time. I think the ball was tipped, but it didn't look good when he was getting ready to throw the ball. In any case, it just wasn't that great, and I don't know what to say. Uh, Supposedly, we still have a mathematical chance of doing the playoffs if we can just win games and hope that people lose, so I'm going to keep my hopes up on that, but that was just you know, just embarrassing, and it was funny because I was speaking with a colleague at work, and he was all excited for him because he knows I'm a big Raider fan. He was like, oh, yeah, that's like what, three straight? And I told him, like, yeah, that's the thing. is, just when you get excited and you get on the street, they're going to wet the bed. And once again, they wet the bed. I don't know if it's McDaniels' thing. I feel like the second half stuff is definitely with coaching. They just don't turn it on in that second half. I don't get it. The defense wasn't great, great, but, you know, They did some things I was happy with. So I am happy that, uh, Crosby and, and, uh, uh, the ghost killer forgot his name. (laughs) He's been showing up, you know, Crosby always shows up. So I'm going to keep my hopes up, but that was dreadful, absolutely dreadful. And I mean, I'm out of time. There's a lot more I want to talk about, but it is what it is. We all know what happened. Looking forward to the next game. All right. And I hope you, and, uh, Your people are well, and uh, we will talk to you next time. God bless. Take care.
0: Well, yeah, (laughs) that game was a real turkey uh, because it made Maker Mayfield look like Tom Brady. Our defense, dude, I don't know. We have two good pass rushers, and that's it. Um because our defensive coordinator doesn't put people in a position he calls the worst defense since Paula Gunther, dude. The worst. I don't know, more twenty-eighth defense, some crazy number. I don't even get it. I hope I this I think this guy is learning on the job too. I think our coaches are just garbage. And it shows in our play. We we come out of the the uh the first half like gangbusters the other team adjusts we don't it's like we don't have a second half plan that's been the way it is all season i'm really sick of it um i know you are this patriot game was almost the same thing if it wasn't for that last play um i don't know if we would have won that game but uh, we should have won it anyway because Another, that would have been the fifth double-digit lead at the half that we would have lost. That would have been a new low and a new NFL record in losing. And I'm just tired of that too. So let's just see what happens. But at least, you know, we got it over. We got over on the Rats, which is uh, which is something. And especially payback for the fumble. I just love that. Appreciate the call as always, my good brother. And our next caller is Raider Rob from Maryland. Uh, he's calling a little before this last game. What's happening, brother?
1: Hey, Raider Greg. It's Raider Rob from Maryland. It's the Saturday before the Patriots game, so this might be, you know, who knows what bullshit's going to go on tomorrow with this team. So probably might not matter much. But I just wanted to call in and say thanks to you and uh, Raider Randy. Wish you guys a Merry Christmas. And you're right, man. Don't spend any fucking money anymore with these guys, dude. I haven't spent a dime on the NFL in probably four or five years now. And it's it's cool. I mean, I'm still a Raider fan, diehard, born bred, But, you know, this organization's screwball. As soon as Carr, at the beginning of the year, was like, I'm just doing what Josh wants me to do, I knew that this wasn't going to work. I mean, remember Carr, we played for um, Gruden and even, like, Olsen, when he was running after Groom was kicked out, was out there calling plays, switching shit up, doing stuff, creating plays, and they made the playoffs. And now it's just like, you can't do it. So I don't know, man. But anyway, we'll see what happens. It's still cool. The team's are mess. The organization's screwed. I look at it like comedy, you know? It's like, well, you know, they might suck on the field, but at least they
0: make me laugh,
1: man. Hope everybody out there listening has a great holiday season and a uh, good raider
0: well first of all, Merry Christmas to you too, my good brother and yeah, you know you can't you can't get you can't lose your life um you can't lose your life, you can't get so stressed out that you know you lose part of who you are. It's football, it's just a game, it's a millionaire's game actually, so let's keep it in context. I love my team. I love my Raiders. You know, I spent a lot of time, a lot of money on these guys, um, only to be in this position yet again. It's like we're always waiting for the next coach or the best, you know, general manager. Or You know, we're always just almost there, but just not quite. I don't think we're even close with this uh, staff, but who knows? I (laughs) – I've been looking at this. Brandy and I have been doing this for 18 seasons. That's a little bit. Um, So we've seen a lot go on. Hey, man, all I say is if you don't like the way the team is performing and the owner says things like, well, Rome wasn't built in a day and our coach is a bonehead, well, to me, I just think you should just hold your money back. I think if you're going to buy stuff from the Raiders, wait until they get it right and then go forth and do well but uh i would i would wait for sure before i spend a penny uh to mr davis for the buffoonery that's going on right now but uh i'm sure you liked the game saturday i sure did love it it was an epic contest of um fantastic you know centuries in the future memory against <laughs> the Patriots. And I'm so glad that we won in that fashion, as I'm sure you are, brother. Appreciate the call. And our next caller is Raider Mac. I love this call, man. It's very good. What's up?
8: Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation. Oh. We just beat them Pats. And I ain't going to even lie. That game seemed seemed like it was remedial to me. I'm not going to even lie. But that ending was great because I thought we been going to overtime. We were going to mess it up like we normally do. Nothing in that game surprised me. I thought we were going to lose, and I I can guarantee you a bunch of y'all thought we were going to lose too. But I kind of got a throwback on that. It wasn't a defensive bat, but it was a defensive player. Oh, man, Chandler! <laughs> That's what it made me think of. All right, but Pete, Red Nation, we won this game. Uh, shoot, let's hope we win some more, man. This is Ray of Mac, a.k.a. Max, M-A-C-K-Z. Short for Maximus, baby.
9: Have a good night. Go Raiders.
0: That was a great call, and for so true, we all thought the same thing. As soon as the second half, we all looked to see the team meltdown, and of course, we were not disappointed in any way. 51 yards uh, for the majority of the second half. That is a shameful statistic. All the drop passes... You know, all the miscues, all the bad play calls, all the bad defense. I mean, our defense played pretty good. um, But still, man, for us to get tied just before the end of the game, we all were thinking, here it goes, here we go again. Uh, And then, of course, the best play in the history of the NFL (laughs) ever. Love that call, man, because you know we were all sitting in the same roost together. And our next caller, my very, very good brother, Raider Chris. You've heard him for years. He's from Scranton, Pennsylvania. What's happening, my brother?
9: Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation. Raider Chris, Scranton, PA. Well, it wasn't pretty. Not until uh, Chandler Jones gave that stiff arm get off of me of Off of uh, Mac Jones. That was a beautiful thing. Let me tell you. Beautiful thing. We had no business winning this game. Not the way that second half was going. We had no business. But then again, the game shouldn't have even been that close. But, I mean, it is what it is. We won. We're 6-8. Next week is huge. And uh, living in Pennsylvania, like I always say, Greg, this is one win that I really want to see. This is all I want for Christmas. It's just to beat the Steelers. So, sloppy win, ugly win. We'll take the win. But, damn, I I lost some years, again, watching this team. I really did. But, Raider Nation, Merry Christmas. Have a safe New Year's. Let's have a better Christmas when the Raiders win Saturday night. Because living in Pennsylvania, like I said, I'm going to rub it in every single Steeler fan's face that I see. Raider Nation, I am out like that fat girl in dodgeball.
0: Why, yes, of course. It was ugly. It was brutally ugly. And we had no business winning, like you said. But this is football. And uh, I am so happy the way we did win. That was epic and never to be forgotten by any Patriot fan. (laughs) Ever. You don't have to talk about the fumble ever again. Because uh, you can tell them, hey, what about the Bumble? <laughs> Perfect. Well, I know we're coming to the Steel City, man. I know it's going to be a brutal game. The weather, everything. You, everybody that knows you knows you are silver and black to the bone. So this is a very special game for you. I know that. I know there's a few other fans there in, in Pennsylvania, that uh, like the Pennsylvania Raiders. Uh, there's a lot of guys that are Steeler in Steeler country that would love to see the Raiders put this together. Let's hope that we can squeeze out a win against our arch enemy, um, the Steelers. Because, man, this is an epic battle of two franchises for many decades. Love the call, brother. I hope we can do it for you. Merry Christmas as well. And our next caller, my very good brother, and a great contributor. I love the passion. I love the fan. This is a Cheesehead Raider from Wisconsin. What's up, brother?
8: Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation. This is a Cheesehead Raider calling from Wisconsin. And I want to start this all off with Merry Christmas to the Raider Nation and a Happy New Year. Um... What a game. Oh my goodness. Uh, These last minute games are, I'm, I, my heart has aged at least a hundred years. Chandler Jones didn't do a whole lot, but Hey, he was in the right spot at the right time. Um, I don't know what in the world the Patriots were thinking about why they just didn't kneel and go into overtime. But, hey, maybe they know what our record is in overtime, and they're like, yeah, we're not going to give these guys a chance. Um, fantastic, uh, exciting game. That may be – that might go down in Raider history as the craziest game. Um, I don't know. It, it's it got to be up there if it isn't. Uh, Derek Carr, so we can clearly say that he did not play very well during the game. Uh, offensive line – was not blocking, had injury, releasing of Simpson. Um, There was a third and seven, and he just takes a sack right away. Uh, But that last drive, um, from what I'm hearing from other sources, however you want to say it, is that he was the one who was calling all the plays. And you see what happens. So, once again, Josh McDaniels, you blow monkey ass. Um, Wow, I'm... I'm, I'm, it's, it's not even 24 hours, 12, 13 hours. I'm still, I cannot believe the stiff arm to Jones. Um, what a game, of course, got our JJ out there running like crazy. Devante seemed to get shut down. Um, I'm sure that's not sitting well with him. Oh man, there's so much I want to say. Still got the playoff picture alive. Jets lost. Um, of course, we've now beat the Patriots, got to beat the Squealers on Christmas Eve next year or next week. 50-year um, anniversary of the horse crap reception. Um, hopefully, we can get that uh, win, keep our playoff hopes alive. San Francisco's looking a lot better with this quarterback. This is unbelievable. And then, of course, we got the... Condiment. the last game um, they've clinched the AFC West seven years in a row now this is getting absolutely disgusting seeing that I don't know if they're going to arrest the players the last um, week I don't know it'll be kind of still tug and gold back and forth with them in Buffalo um, I know if it was me and I could keep the Chiefs out of the playoffs there's no way I'm sitting my starters. I don't care. I hate them so much, and I know they hate us that much. Um, but here we go. Good win. Thank goodness. Playoff folks alive. Once again, Raider Nation, this is Chief Head Raider, wishing all of you a warm, safe, healthy Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, and go Raiders.
0: Great call, brother. Derek Carr wasn't doing very much at all. I don't know if it's play calling or what. Uh, I seem to think he's pretty frustrated with the way the scheme is. I don't know, but I do know this: Chandler Jones will be a name that will never ever be forgotten by the Patriots ever, and I mean ever. Um, and so. (laughs) I'll take that win especially like that especially against the hoodie I love it what a great way to end a football game and to send all those fans in our stadium out with a frown and a puppy poopy face I just love it what the Now, we're going to be playing the Steelers. Uh, Yeah, it's going to be weather. It's going to be brutal. We got to come to play. And you know that uh, Franco Harris is going to have some kind of award or something. He's going to be in the house. They're going to be fired up. It's going to be a tough game. That I can guarantee you. Uh, Let's just hope that we play our very best, which I haven't seen so far this season. Appreciate the call, brother. And our next caller is the R-V-A Raider. Raider Tripp, he's in the house. What's up, brother?
1: Raider Greg, Raider Randy, this is Tripp, the R-V-A Raider, calling from Richmond, Virginia, the day after the Pats game. woo we man, I, I'm just about done laughing. What an emotional roller coaster that was. Even when we were up by 14 at the half, of course, I'm not this sure that there would be a single person in Raider Nation that was comfortable with that lead because we all seen what happened four other times when we had double-digit leads at halftime this season. And McDougal's really almost mcdougal that one up there, nearly losing to his, uh, his uh, leader there, Belichick, and the Patriots. But, man, it's nice to beat those guys. I'm pretty sure it has been about 20 years since we beat them. And what an ending. Who would have expected that? Pretty amazing. Still don't have a whole lot of hope for the season, though. You never know. I mean, we won out four last year at the end of the year, but that was when we had a totally different coaching staff. So I, I really can't agree with you more about what Raider Nation's response should be to all this comedy. We absolutely need to boycott no Davis, the league and everyone else. And we can still have our Raiders games and Raiders merchandise. There's just a different way, everybody. So what I've been doing for the past several seasons is streaming my games through sites like Topstream on Reddit. You don't gotta pay for that, everybody. You can still watch your games. Don't gotta pay for it. Do not pay the league, the Raiders, anyone to watch this nonsense. And you can still get your merchandise, too. I've been buying Ra- Raiders merchandise from Etsy. And that's a way better option because the money goes through to artists. And you can uh, oftentimes get a lot better t- sort of merchandise with a lot more variety out there. So you can still get your Raiders merchandise. You can still watch the Raiders games without giving any money to the league. And that is absolutely what we need to do. So, everyone, you can keep on watching this season. So I definitely would advise you to make that time with your family first, then watch later on. But anyways, Raider Nation, we'll see what happens in these last three games. It ought to be pretty interesting at the least. This is Raider Trip, and I'm out.
0: Well, thank you, my brother. You got great advice. Listen to this man. Um, because I, I, I'm i not all about you know doing anything crazy against the Raiders. I'm a Raider fan. But I surely hate to see the buffoonery that we've seen for far too long. And especially, man, when Mark Davis says Rome wasn't built in a day, where does that match with just win, baby? Where does that come into commitment to excellence? Where does it come into win at any cost? I mean, Al Davis was not about building Rome in a day. (laughs) Or a week or a month or... Ten seasons or whatever. But to have patience uh, in this situation, I think we've seen enough. Uh, I'm not the only fan who feels that. And so you guys do what you like, of course, because it's Raider Nation. We're kind of renegades to begin with. What a way to win, though. Chandler Jones is my new hero. On that note, I want to just, uh, with Randy for Randy and I, We want to just wish all of you a very Merry Christmas and a very safe and prosperous New Year. We are Raider Nation. We send out that love every year. Uh, Trust me. Um, And on a private note, just for me, just know this is the birth of our Savior, the Savior of our whole world and every single human being in it. And it's very special to me and my family uh, and me personally, I got to tell you, I love Jesus Christ. Without him, I would be nothing. So on that note, a very merry and happy Christmas to all of you. And please base, please play safe. Be good human beings. And just remember, this year is almost over. We have a new season coming up very soon. So let's just watch the rest of this football and uh, see what happens in the off season. My goodness, Christmas has come quick this year. Doggone, it's getting quicker every year the older I get. God bless you, Raider Nation. From Randy and Greg from Raider Nation Podcast, I'm Raider Greg, and I'm out.